Good evening, everyone. I've been out of Cardiac Radio for a few months, but I'm back, and I'm so happy to be back. Um, we are going to start a six weeks talk about healing. And this is a very good topic because all of us um, have something to heal, maybe physically, maybe emotionally, maybe spiritually. So healing is a topic that we must really uh, talk about and uh, bring this amazing doctrine that has so much to, to, to comfort us, um, especially those who, who are going through tough times in life and get to a point where they don't know what else to do. So the first part of the conversation today is we're going to talk about why is it, why the afflictions? Why is it that we're sick? Why is it that we, um, we need healing? What is, before we need to know, before we know that we need to heal, it's important for us to know that there's something that needs to be worked, um, that the healing needs to take place because something has been uh, broken, hurt, damaged, whatever it is. So it's very important to first admit whatever it is that we need to work on. So people always ask, um, and this is a question, this is really an ex existential question, um, why the afflictions? Why is there so much pain? Why is it that my body is so uh, in need of, of help? So in the Spiritist Doctrine, we're going to learn that all ailments, all kinds of illnesses, sickness, anything to that matter has direct relations to either our past or the result of what we have been doing in this one life. And there is a God who is just and good. And we need to understand that we always, always have the freedom to do as we wish. However, we are always tied to the results of what we did in the past. So that is not something for us to feel that we're going to be punished, but it's actually liberating. It's something that should free us to know that we have the option to change everything, to change our bodies, to change our soul, to change the very essence of who we are. And that is, um, that is actually the, the, the path that whether we want it or not, we're going to that path, the path to really enlightenment, the path to a point where we're going to be in perfect, perfect harmony. So um, part of our afflictions, part of the illnesses or diseases, if it's not in this life, it has to have had a beginning in a past life. Otherwise, God would not be just, God would not be fair for some people to be born so healthy, so ready for, for anything that life throws at them, and other people to be born with so many um, so many problems, so many physical problems, so many mental um, difficulties. So we know that to be fair, you would have to have the first, you would have to have the first point of beginning. And we all did. At some point, we all had the same exact beginning. However, many of us are thousands of years of age. Others of us are much less. Some people have done, have exercised their free will in a very healthy manner. Other people have taken um, a more difficult path, and they have to repair a lot of damage that they have done. This is not to say for us to look at anyone who's uh, experiencing any kind of 
illnesses or difficulties and say they must have done something wrong. Not at all. There are many missionaries, there are many good souls that choose to have any kind of impediment in their own physical being for the progress of humankind. So let's remember that before any of us feel the, maybe the little push to blame. And another thing is to talk about blame. Um, every time that you blame someone or a situation, you are empowering that very first person or situation. Every time that I blame something, I empower it because now I give the power to that person to undo whatever it is that I feel that they're causing me. So it's very important to become empowered to say, I'm going to take life by its, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take the steering wheel out of my own vehicle of life. And once I do that, then I have the power to really um, do amazing things because now I don't have to blame anyone or any situations or even my past. The minute that I dis discover what it is and I say, I'm going to want a better life. I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to be an active part of the healing of myself. Now, I want to bring just two short stories that has to do with past lives. Um, and we can be, you know, whatever the afflictions are, in our lives or in our bodies or whatever it is that you're experiencing or have experienced it's again kardec through the spirits will tell us very clearly that first of all most of what we go through we bring it upon ourselves with wrong choices and a lot of it through ignorance a lot of it through not really choosing because we didn't know any better but a lot of times we know better but it feels pleasurable um, at the time, and then it has consequences down the road. And this, I mean by the effect of anger, the effect of maledicence, um, the effect of vices, anything that I put into my body, anything that I put into my own thoughts will have consequences. So, and Kardec will uh, bring that topic, and it's very clear that a lot of times we blame past lives, and a lot of the things are right in this life that we just are not paying attention. So, of course, it could have obsessions, but obsessions are also a result of um, most of the time bad choices we've done, unforgiveness, um, a lot of you know spirits that are still not happy with what we have produced or done to them and, and some instant in the past. So now they feel the need to um, bring our afflictions to, to a heightened level. And again, Spirits don't have the power to make anything happen on your body. They have the power to enhance it. So for someone that decides to live a very peaceful life, nobody can steal your peace. But the minute that you plug that anger, that momentary anger to anything, then the spirits can enhance that anger and then henceforth steal your peace. So one of the stories, it's... Um, in Chico Xavier's book, uh, Life, Written Life, Stories of Life. Um, and he tells a story of a man who was a spiritist. And this man was a very well-known spiritist. He did so much good for his town. And he was very well-known and uh, a very good man, hard worker. And then one day, he was working with a machine. And the tip of his finger um, is cut off and it's taken off. And he gets amputated. So you know, he doesn't have now his entire finger. So a lot of people in the spiritist uh, 
you know, the, the, the spiritual centers and people that know this man, that, that knew this man would ask, why is it? Why is it such a good man? Why is it a man that does so much things in our community and he's a spiritist and he's obviously a good man? Why does this happen to him? Why does he have to have part of his finger amputated? And um, it, it shouldn't be. So what happens is eventually this man and his spiritual center is um, in a conversation. He's He actually gets the... Um, the backstory on why this happened. And he gets this, of course, from the spiritual guides of that house. And so he was told that in, in some past lives, he used to own uh, many slaves. And what he did was he put an entire arm of one of his slaves through one of those grinders, the old um, grinders that used to grind the sugar canes. And then for many, many, from, for a long time, in the spiritual plane, he would just walk around just in complete disharmony, in complete remorse, in complete guilt. And all he would see was this bucket of sugarcane juice um, that was mixed with blood. And he was in agony of the things he had done. And then so he asked, when it was time for him to have a reincarnation, he asked for the, uh, the spirit friends that would help him with his planning for his reincarnation, he asked that at some time in his life, at a new life, that one of his entire arm be taken off, his most active arm be taken off and amputated somehow. So he was born and he decided to make good choices. He decided to go and walk on the on a very righteous path. And at some point the spirit, the spirits um, saw that he was actually in such a good path that it was not necessary for him to lose his arm. In fact, if he's lost his arm, he couldn't carry all the food that he would carry to the poor um, neighborhoods and the ghettos and all of that. It would actually hinder a lot of people getting help. And this man was now active in the service of Jesus and he was active in his proposition. So it was then decided that all he needed was to be a little piece of his finger to be amputated to close that chapter and and what he needed to repair so this brings the question that love does cover a multitude of sin and this also brings a good point for us to look at our lives and say maybe there is a sickness in my body an ailment anything that's not right but maybe just maybe that is part of a cure for so much more that is a process of reparation so we don't know. And there are sometimes, and sometimes we do ask, why is it that this affliction or this disease doesn't get cured? Maybe, and sometimes the disease is the cure of something much bigger. So that's the first point that we absolutely have to talk about. And of course, there is um, a case as well in one of Chico Xavier, uh, one of his books, a case in which a mother brings a child to Chico and when she, a mother brings the child and the child doesn't hear, doesn't speak, has no arms, was born with no arms. And now the mother comes to Shiku and says, Shiku, look at my child. This child is about, I believe it was about four, four years old and he's a mute, he's deaf, he doesn't have his arms. And now the doctor said that something is going on on his legs in which they have to amputate his legs. So. Emmanuel will come to Shiku and will give him the backstory to this child. 
And then we'll understand that this child for a long time in many, many past lives was a, uh, someone who committed suicide. But then at this last reincarnation, this last time when he was still in the spirit, spirit realm, this child, not a child anymore, asked the, the, the team that was going to counsel him on his body, on how he was going to be born. And a lot of things, he didn't really have a choice. He had damaged a lot of organs already in past suicides. But anyway, he really wanted to go an entire incarnation without, reincarnation really, uh, without committing this act. So he had asked to do anything, take any measures for him not to do this, not to be able to kill himself again in this lifetime. So what does he do? He's born without most of the means of not killing himself. But then when he was just about to turn five, I believe it was five years old, he was already having thoughts of walking onto a bridge that he knew was in town and throwing himself from there. So it was an act of kindness for his legs to be amputated. And this is one of the stories of, um, this is the reality of, of things that has happened. And Chico Shavia have, have brought all these points that sometimes our questioning is so, there's so much depth inside of the backdrop to why people are where they are. And a lot of times, actually, in all of the times, it's because God is actually good and merciful and God is helping us in, in, in our capacity for bettering ourselves. And sometimes not having perfect health is the best thing for us because it would keep, keep us from falling even further in a different thing. So that's why the two stories I wanted to say, because it has to do a lot of why the afflictions, for us to at least feel that it's all where it should be. Even if it doesn't seem that way, we have to work on strengthening our faith to understand that God is not without you. He's actually in your team. But we have to also do our part. We also have to do, of course, we're going to talk about heal and, and healing. And a lot of us can heal from a lot of things that we perhaps believe there was no cure. And part of the healing, um, we have to remember, well, according to the, health, the World Health Organization, what is to be healthy? <laughs> well, it's not just the mere absence of disease. Um, a healthy person would have to be um, healthy psychologically, healthy socially, healthy physically. And can we frankly say that we have no diseases, no illnesses, no mental uh, disharmony at all? There is nothing in your body. If you close your eyes now and you're quiet, is there nothing that hurts in your body? Are there no emotions that are inconvenient to you? So in reality, we all have our own parcel of illnesses, right? May them be emotional, spiritual, physical. So nobody's really at the point where they can say I'm 100% healthy. So the spirit is what is not healthy. And the spirit, the perispirit will absorb that because we're born, we need the perispirit to shape, to keep this mold here for our bodies. But then our body will act as filters for anything that is ill in the spirit. So the body is actually um, being a filter for things to process and to get out that no longer uh, belong in our spirit. So we have to remember that illness is actually symptoms. 
So all of the illnesses that we have are psychosomatic. They all have a beginning in some sort of a mental state. Prior to that, of course, in the spirit. So there's no, even accidents. <laughs> Everything that hurts our body, that somehow will get to our body, has some sort of beginning in the spirit because we are spirit. And it goes through the paraspirit and through the paraspirit, it becomes uh, our body uh, will have to heal. So we have to also remember that there are doctors and there are physicians of medicine. And we have to broaden our minds if we want to be healed, to not just stick to one of them. Doctors, doctors will consider us as a whole, not as a piece of a, or a member or a organ. A doctor will take us as a body, a body and mind or soul correct? So we have to heal both. It's impossible to heal your body and maintain an ill spirit. So you have to be an entire person to be healed. If you take a pill, if you have a headache and you have Tylenol and you take a pill of Tylenol, the Tylenol doesn't understand that it's your head that hurts, right? Um, for the most part, the Tylenol will act in, in everywhere in your body. So if you also, if your toe also hurts, it's going to work for both. So we have to think of medicine as treating both. And we have to take medicine that works in both, in our body and in our soul. That's why so, it's so important for us to put our trust in a doctor, not a physician of, health, of medicine that is only interested in treating a body part. Because for the most part, you're, well, in reality, you're more than just pieces of body parts. You're an entire being. Anything that you do with one section of you will affect the others. We know how the chakras work. There is no way to just, with the passes, if we're going to align and unclog the, the, our chakras, there is no way to do one without affecting the other. And we have to study this. And we, ha we have to study passes, passes, magnetization. Um, this is part of spiritism. This is part of our gospel doctrine. So we're going to talk a lot about that as well. And we're very suggestible. We have to believe that we can be healed. We have to believe that healing doesn't come just for a few, but healing is available to all. And healing is available to you who are listening. It's available to me. We have to understand what it is that I want, what that I want healed and why. Why do I want that healed? For me to fall back on the same old habits or for me to truly and truly, and most of the times we're healed at a time where we're prepared to not fall back into the same roots of what caused that illness. So it's very tough talking about healing and illnesses because first of all, I wanna make sure, um, this is an, an incredible difficult topic because it could appear judgmental. So I just want to be very clear to everyone, this is not supposed to be any of us judging anyone why they are why they haven't done this this is not the point it's for us to look and absorb to ourselves what is it that i need healed why do i want that healed will i break the root of what made that a problem in the beginning in the first place that makes sense i hope it makes sense to all of you too and in any minute if i say anything that may sound as if i'm pointing fingers please do not take it that way that's not what I intend to do. We have to understand too that Andre Luis um, would say that I think it's uh, evolution in two worlds. 
Yes, evolution in two worlds. At one point, he is very clear to say that our cells, the cells in our bodies, they're domesticable. <laughs> yes, we can domesticate our cells. With our thoughts, we can tell our cells what to do. And that is uh, grand because it gives us, again, the power to do something, to heal our bodies. The minute that I blame others, I give them the responsibility. And that's for everything, really. And the minute that I don't blame, I don't like blaming anything. But the minute that I say, you know, I'm going to take responsibility for my own healing, then I can tell myself, hey, listen up. You're going to be ordered to do different things. And I'm going to ask you to act differently now because now I'm going to change my entire thought process. Everything. Tesla, Tesla would say that everything, everything is energy and, and everything is made up of energy, but they're all vibrating at different frequencies. And that's Tesla who says it. So think about all the frequencies going on right here. Do I see anything? Nope. Is there anything? You can hear the frequency of my voice, but that's just about it. However, that doesn't mean that there are so many different frequencies. It's just because all I can hear now is my voice. So I'm tuning into the channel where this frequency is um, audible. So we got to remember that all kinds of good frequencies, bad frequencies, let's put it that way. And there's no such thing as bad and good, but there are harmful frequencies. Um, we can see that low frequencies, emotions, emotions that carry low frequencies, if you vibrate in them, you're going to get ill. And we're talking about fear, grief, shame, Shame is most likely the lowest frequency emotion that you can vibrate on and that you can cause yourself serious uh, illnesses in your body and in your emotional uh, health. We'll, we'll talk about depression, anxiety, um, phobias, you know, we're talking about all kinds of things. And that is if you stay too long in that frequency of guilt, of shame, of fear, you're going to affect your body. Now, on the other hand, if you start vibrating on the highest frequencies that you can do, which is love and joy and harmony, that is why having good humor, laughing, they say laughter is the best medicine, and it really is. We can do a whole talk about that someday, but because those frequencies will overpower the lower frequencies. So the minute that we decide to say, you know, love covers a multitude of sins, that is what we're talking about. There's so many different meanings to that same phrase. So the minute that I choose to vibrate in love, I domesticate myself to also vibrate in love. So Tesla was right. We can change the frequencies that our cells vibrate by changing the thoughts in our minds. And I'm not just saying, oh, it's just goodwill or will. We're going to talk about will and goodwill in the next week. At the same time at seven o'clock here but we have to remember that um there's a message our body is carrying a message if i'm sick what am i sick for what is the reason of my illness or sickness we know that why the afflictions well the afflictions had a beginning somewhere sickness has a beginning somewhere in this this life or in a past life great now we can work on healing it now we can work it's very difficult when you have a vice of bad-mouthing people, which is a type of illness. And you don't admit that you have that. You cannot heal what you don't own, what you don't own it. You have to first own what it is that you need to heal. 
So I need to be true to myself. And that's why knowing thyself is the best remedy that the Spirit's book will come and tell you, you know, how can I change? How can I do all these good things? How can I really grow? Knowing thyself, because then you have to be true to yourself. We can put, we can put out a facade out there. We can play the game. But at the same time, we know who we are. We know our faults, our vices. We know what's going to make us fall. So to get ill, why the afflictions? The afflictions came because there were two things. There was a predisposition. So this most likely comes from the past, comes from a past life. And then there had to be a trigger. There had to be something that just popped whatever it was that was already um, you were predisposed. So I can have, I can be predisposed to a certain, um, to, to maybe tuberculosis, but I also need to be with the tuberculosis virus as well. So virus or a bacteria? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm kind of lost on that. I think it's a virus. Uh, not sure if anybody can help out there. Um, but anyways, so I can be predisposed to getting tuberculosis, but if I never come in contact with the virus, then I'm not going to get it. Or I can be completely immune to tuberculosis, and we do that through vaccines a lot of times, right? So I can be exposed to people that have tuberculosis, and I will not get it. So you have to be predisposed to whatever illness you have, and you have to have the trigger that caused that. So knowing ourselves will tell us what we're predisposed and open our eyes to the triggers that I should steer myself away from. So if I'm an alcoholic, well, maybe I have predisposition. Maybe many past lives I have battled this addiction. So I have to know that I already have that. Well, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? You won't know until you have your drink. But that's a terrible way to find out because once you have that drink, you can't stop anymore the next drink. So maybe if I have any questions whether I'm an alcoholic or not, I should stay away from the triggers. And that's how we should treat just about anything that you know is unhealthy to you. Don't take a chance. I think life is too valuable to take a chance on things that are harmful to us. I'm not going to put myself out there in the cold without, because you know what? I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get anything that I know I'm predisposed to. So I don't want to be adventurous and put myself where it could be a trigger to get ill. So, and how do we know that our minds have so much power over our bodies? Well, I'm gonna ask you guys to, to not do one thing. Let's see how much power I have over your mind here. Do you consider yourself someone who has a firm mind and won't let anything influence it? Well, yeah, aren't we all fools? <laughs> anyway, no, I can influence you easily. I can make you think of something that I want you to think. And that's very simple. Okay, do not think about a pink elephant with blue polka dots. Do not think of a blue elephant with pink polka dots or vice versa. What's in your thoughts? I bet that I got you to think of blue elephant with pink polka dots because that's what I wanted your, to invade your thoughts with. And our thoughts are invaded all the times with anything that we surround ourselves with. Now, these healthy things can have an effect in ourselves, and the bad things can also have effect in ourselves. So um, we can see frequency 540, 528, I believe. Um, it's a type of frequency that they say can heal DNA if you listen to it long enough and if you do the therapeutic uh, process of doing that. 
And not DNA itself, but the clusters of water in a DNA, and it can heal. So we know that there is a lot of things that we don't know about, but we know that if my body is composed of over 70% water, and water is such a high efficient way to transmit different things and to, then I have to start thinking about that. We know Masaru Emoto and look into his work with different types of water and his experiments of, uh, with water and how much water can change just with thoughts and words and the environment that it's around. Now we can change the structure, the molecular structure of water by just its atmosphere around it. And I'm not saying pollutants, I'm talking about voice, thoughts. Um, it's very interesting, Masaru Emoto. And the last thing that I, I really wanted to talk to you about today is to really start the healing process, either changing your thoughts to change the attitude or changing the attitude so we change our thoughts. Some people say you have to change your mind first and then you change your behavior. I venture to say that sometimes it's necessary for us to change our behavior and then it becomes a habit. And once the habit is established, our minds will follow. And we have to see what works for us. We have to see, does changing my mind, is it easier to change my mind in relations to bad things that I, I may put myself in, bad situations or foods or thoughts or medicine or whatever it is, or maybe I should change that first. And then I'll see that my mind will change with time. Really, to me, it really doesn't matter which one comes first. But when we're talking about the Spiritist Doctrine, it is important for us to really, really read Kardec. We really need to start reading all the work that we talk about healing, that the doctrine talks about. The Spirit's um, book has amazing material. And also the um, after Kardec as well. You know, we have to, 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 to keep reading um, uh, the, the, the magazines, the 12 volumes. They're amazing in relation to magnetism, to passes, really, um, to all this work that we need that sometimes we don't even know that it's in our own doctrine. And we're thinking that, oh, this is crazy stuff. This is alternative medicine. This is this, this is that. This is right in our doctrine. So if we're going to talk about healing, we're going to talk about energy. We're going to talk about, um, Andre Luis talked a lot about that. We're going to talk about molecules. We're going to talk, talk about how our spirit can change. It can change. We are the spirit and we're changing all the time. And we can change the properties of our parispirit. And we can change our bodies. We can change things that are in our bodies with the mere changing of the way we view the world. So it's very important to study this. We're going to talk about mediums that can heal. Um, mediumship, we think that it's just the vehicle of talking and, and mediumship meetings and all of that, but it's amazing. Um, Kardec will give examples, solid examples, how he defended uh, healing mediums. And he said that was an amazing, amazing responsibility that these mediums would have and how effective it is. Uh, we have these, obsession, these obsessions that are instant healing in certain people that, are, uh, that have mental afflictions and they are believed to be physiological and it's really on a spiritual level. So we're going to talk a lot about healing. I hope you can stick with um, this six-week talk. 
you can always come here it's seven o'clock it's a little tough monday a lot of people still stuck at work going home but if you can and if you wish you can always come here later and uh, leave any kind of questions any any books that i say here most likely will come from the codification or um from chico xavier i usually like those two sources the best of course they're area of of uh, amazing books and amazing knowledge so yes i'll take it from everywhere but most of what i'm going to talk about here um, will come from kardec and will come from chico and a lot of things are science so i hope that you know the people that i'll mention here such as tesla um so there's a lot of people that we uh, uh horowitz about the the frequency so we're talking about well-known people well-known uh scholars and we're going to be open for questions. So I'm willing to learn with you guys in this process here that we're calling the healing series six weeks. I thank you all for being here with me. And um, again, we'll try to keep it at around half hour, maybe 40 minutes. Thank you. I, I really feel amazing when I'm talking here on Kardec Radio. It's such an amazing station. And uh, I hope you guys follow all the other shows that are here too. My name is Deborah Beldowicz. I will, I have my Facebook. If you have any questions, you can go there too. But uh, I hope you can also leave any comments that you wish. Thank you and have a wonderful night, everyone.